when you think about Microsoft Teams as not just an app that you use every day for things like meeting and calling, but also almost as an operating system, a platform that helps other companies build their innovation. Welcome to the Microsoft Cloud Executive Enablement Series, where we speak with Microsoft Cloud senior leaders and experts about the latest trends in technologies we're seeing in the market. The goal of this series is to share with you and your teams our perspective on the business value driven by the Microsoft Cloud for our mutual customers and the opportunities for our partners to grow their business with Microsoft. I'm your host, Amy Boyle, Director of GSI Enablement. And in today's episode, I'm here with Lars Johnson, who's the Senior Director of Microsoft Teams and Connected Workplace Marketing. Today, we're talking about the evolution of Microsoft Teams and how it provides a unified platform for collaboration, communication, and productivity for businesses. By understanding Teams and its capabilities, you can offer value-added services to your clients, increase your revenue, and strengthen your relationship with your clients. Well, welcome, Lars. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure you have some exciting things to share with us about Teams. But first, as we get started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up overseeing all the aspects of product marketing for Microsoft Teams? I'm happy to. It's a really exciting time to be working on this product. I've been at Microsoft for almost 20 years. Wow, congratulations. But thank you. But this particular job is one that um, happened at a really interesting time, right as the pandemic was starting to spread in 2020 is when I was asked to take a position on Microsoft Teams. And I will say of all of the roles I've had in this company, this one has been the ride of my life. I can only imagine. I can only imagine what the last couple of years have brought. So let's start with the evolution of Teams. I understand now um, we're beyond the fifth year anniversary. So can you talk about how Microsoft Teams has evolved since launch in 2017? It has been a pretty amazing evolution when you think about where this product started and where it is today. It's almost unrecognizable from its roots. And I think about it in terms of little mini eras, if you will. The first era was this idea of a persistent chat app, much like in our personal life, where the idea of texting and really quick form communications had become the norm. Our customers were looking for that equivalent in their business life. They didn't want to always have to take a meeting for everything. They wanted to be able to resolve things asynchronously, quickly, and have that idea of persistent chat. And that in itself really unlocked one new way that we communicate more broadly. We then shift to the next era, which is, I think, where Teams became what the soul of itself is today. And that is the unified communications era. When we communicate and collaborate with each other, we don't just rely on one form of communication at a time and different apps to do that. We expect a connected experience. We expect before we call someone to send them a text message and to say, hey, is this a good time to be able to call right now? And we were able through working across a number of different capabilities on Teams around calling, meeting, 
chatting, document collaboration to bring that really together in one canvas. And that had happened before the pandemic. And with the pandemic, you saw a, just a mass proliferation of these types of communications. We grew our uh, user base during that time to what it is today, over 280 million users. Oh my goodness, that is absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> and, and so that, you know, that really became the core of it. We were recognized by Gartner as the leader in vision and in execution of all unified communications within the industry, which was a huge honor. And then that brings us to our current era that we're in right now, which is this idea of what will become the habits of hybrid work going forward and where is the right combination of physical and digital collaboration and communication. You know, this idea of where I go to work, what does it mean? Am I going to online collaboration tools? Am I going physically in the office? And how does technology effectively become a bind between the two? So, you know, I'd really love to hear a little bit about what you consider the secret of team success. So you've been talking about both where it's been and what will propel it going forward? You know, I like to think of the Microsoft in Microsoft Teams. I think that's where the entire, if I were to sum up the success of, you know, what these capabilities are, it's because we have the power of the entire company that we can bring together in our canvases, as opposed to many of our competitors that are really trying to build the best of breed in any individual category. Microsoft has always been successful at a strategy that says we are going to be the best of integration. We are going to bring all of the various components into one to really optimize for one thing, which is the user experience of getting their hands on the right tools at the right time. That plus when you think about the Microsoft level in Microsoft 365 in particular, the power of the underlying infrastructure, our global cloud-based infrastructure, one that is secure, it's compliant, and very, very hot right now, it is backed and infused with AI intelligence through the power of the Microsoft Graph. All of those assets working together bring Microsoft Teams of what it is today. And then I'll say kind of one last thing, which I think is very differentiated from our competitors, which is Microsoft from the very beginning of this company has been a company about our ecosystem, not just about our first party. And so when you think about Microsoft Teams as not just an app that you use every day for things like meeting and calling, but also almost as an operating system, a platform that helps other companies build their innovation, whether it's workflow or different type of creative content. I mean, even things like you know, games, we can now start a Microsoft Teams meetings and say, hey, do we want to break the ice a little bit? These are things that would never be possible without our first party innovation alone, but something that unlocks our ecosystem. I heard and I've been intrigued by Excel Live. Um, so I wanted to understand how, how do then Teams and Office come together to help our customers? Well, what you have with Teams and Office is 
two of the largest apps in the history of software. <laughs> and so you would hope, given that we're in the same company, we could come together to do some really beautiful things. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the one that I got the most excited about at first when we introduced it a couple of years ago, something called PowerPoint Live. I'm not so sure if you've used PowerPoint Live before. So what it is, is it's the perfect coming together of one of our you know, favorite apps, PowerPoint, in a, into Teams in a way that is just made for the most natural of situations, right? People want, to, when they come to a meeting, they want to present content and they want to discuss content and they want to work on content together. What has historically happened when you're not a part of the same experience is that you have these really, really sloppy things that start happening. How many times have you been in a meeting and someone says, oh, I want to share something. And they end up sharing their email or they end up, you know, they share their desktop and all that dirty icons everywhere. That's not what I wanted. And so because we have the same team that works on PowerPoint and a team that works on Teams together, we were able to do something like, Okay, when you're in a PowerPoint or you're in Teams, you can simply hit the sharing button and share via PowerPoint Live. And all of a sudden, we take care of all of those little things for you, meaning the content comes up. If you're the presenter, you still see your notes, but that's a different view of what people who are actually looking at it, they just see the screen. We allowed them to do things like they can navigate through the slides at their own pace or you can say, no, 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 as a presenter, I'd like you to stick with me and I'd like you to only, you know, go through the content. We allowed things like you can now translate those slides into your own native language with one click and you can be viewing it in a different way than I can. That type of innovation is only possible when you have the joint kind of development capacity at the same company that can start working on these super powerful scenarios together. Mm -hmm. There was another sloppy thing that always used to happen as well, was when you had two different presenters and you had one person presenting and then it was over to you, the next person, and you'd have this weird moment where someone's like, oh, I've got to bring up my file and the whole yeah. thing would start again. <laughs> Who's sharing? Am I sharing? Can you forward right. this? Right. Oh, it's just, I mean, it's comedy, right? What this would, it would do in, in meetings with PowerPoint Live, it's very simple. All the next presenter does is say, I'd like to take over where you know, the per current person is in the deck right now and they become the presenter. It's these kind of things that just allow us to think about end-to-end -end scenarios of the way people collaborate and the way people interact in meetings. When we introduced Excel Live, it kind of brought that to the next level. And the, ne and the next level for us was this idea of breaking the glass of the meeting. Normally, when people are in a meeting and someone is presenting, you really have this focus on, you know, it's, it's not as interactive. It is, I'm looking, I'm viewing. What Excel Live taught us is that, no, 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 we can actually bring up an actual live Excel file. And when you tap into that screen, you're breaking the glass because you're collaborating in it directly. It is a working session now. And, and in a time where there are lots of budgets being reduced and, you know, thriftier decisions, try this. Try this bringing up Excel Live in a Teams meeting where you're all working together on budget prioritization and updating numbers is absolutely a fabulous experience. Again, one that only is possible through Microsoft. We took that same technology behind um, live sharing 
yeah, that we make available in PowerPoint and Excel. And we brought it open to our ecosystem. It's called LiveShare. You should see the companies that are working on this technology and teams so that our main meeting canvas can really become a collaboration canvas. We have companies that are building 3D models that all people can participate in and kind of on their own. We've got kind of people can jam out together on music together and it's all synchronized. Like it is, again, once you unlock the ecosystem to what is possible, it just becomes really, really powerful. You know, we're talking a lot now about flexible work schedules. And so how have flexible work schedules impacted teams and how is Microsoft addressing that issue? Let's start with flexibility is the only way going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Uh, when we talk to um, employees about what they're looking for, they actually want more than flexibility. What they're looking for is autonomy, mm-hmm. which is one of kind of the most core of motivational um, drivers of any employee experience. And when we think about the unlock that the pandemic really pushed forward is this idea of where we work and the way in which we work and the flexibility that we can apply to those, that whether it's across geographical time zones in the physical location of where we work, or it's whether the work style of what it means to be synchronous, you know, and we're doing things like meetings or we're doing asynchronous styles of communication, whether it's, you know, document type of reviews or, or ongoing chats. And both of those become um, the unlocks going forward. I think what's really most important is that our emphasis is about providing employers the right tools for the right jobs, regardless of the choices they make on policies, because we know that some industries will be tilted more towards coming back in person, for instance. Some industries will be permanently distributed remotely. And all of those should have a common tool set that connects them through data and apps. One of the really hot topics here in 2023 is is AI. Can you talk a little bit about the ways that AI will make teams better and what we can expect from a world where we skip a meeting and maybe let an AI assistant attend it for us? (laughs) (laughs) I have to say on that topic itself, I personally was a skeptic. I am a, you know, anyone who has been an information worker and worked with our tools like OneNote and Teams, you're saying, hey, I have trained my craft of note-taking and summarizing and really keeping people accountable on what we just decided. But uh, I have to say that some of the innovation that we have seen through AI and that has been demonstrated even as recently as this week with our new announcements around the new Bing experience and the new experience um, in Edge have started to really open our eyes on the possibility of what it means to infuse AI into our daily lives, including within things like Teams. And I would just say what it has demonstrated for me is this shift that has historically been around using AI to really bring together the types of information at your fingertips that you need right now into AI being a truly assistant in a way that unlocks 
let's just call it some of the lower value work that I don't want to spend my time doing. I do not want to spend the whole meeting, for instance, saying, okay, did I catch that? Did I catch that? Do I have the right thing? I want my AI to truly be what we've described, you know, in the uh, Bing announcements as a co-pilot for me, helping take that work so I can focus on the right things. And so we absolutely have announced within teams already uh, the types of innovations where you start to see that come to life. Don't worry about the notes. AI assistants will take what the key summaries are. Don't worry about missing the meeting right now. Well, sometimes we have this FOMO experience, this fear yeah. of missing out. We want to turn that into JOMO, the joy of missing out. We want that to be something like, don't worry, miss it, because we will bring all that information together in a way that you feel like you can get the best out of it. You know, you talked a little bit about some announcements that have been made. I also um, I believe we recently announced Teams Premium. So yeah. can you tell us what to expect from, from that upgrade to Teams? Yeah, this is pretty big news um, for the most for, you know, I should have actually included this as the, the new era that we were in within Teams because Teams for so long has been something that we all expect that is just a core part of what we have in Microsoft 365. This is the first time with Teams Premium where we've done things that are so unique and so groundbreaking that this is like the next upgrade that we can all experience. And I'll tell you about a couple things that we've announced that are coming. The first is on the topic of AI, which we just talked about. You can now start a meeting, add uh, uh, live captions to that meeting, and it can translate those captions into your native language as the meeting is happening. And that is a huge and beneficial use of AI to help connect people and to keep them on the same page. I just mentioned this power of what it means to have AI assistance in terms of the meeting recap itself. What was decided? What were the type of actions that were taken? And of course, even the ability to decide who took that action and to be able to do things like, let's remind the individual. Um, that is really next level intelligence that is included in Teams Premium. The other thing is around secure. And uh, secure, it, we, we know that not all meetings are created equal. And in some cases, we actually have the types of meetings that require a next level of meeting protection. Sometimes at different organizations, we call these cone of silence meetings. These are the ones that no one else that isn't invited should be allowed into this meeting. The content that is shared is so confidential that we need it watermarked and you know protected with the right uh, management, et cetera. And we now have the ability to go on that scale of protection with advanced meeting protection. And then finally, the, to the topic of personalize. And personalize has to do when you're not necessarily just representing yourself within your company, but across companies externally. And so the ability to, for instance, customize your company's logo and branding and feel in your external engagements or with appointments um, with your own customer base that you know we have in the healthcare industry, et cetera. So all of those things. And then, of course, much more are included in Teams Premium. And we're really excited that it's the newest member of the Teams family. So the other thing that I think about a lot, because in this flexible hybrid environment that we're in is that we're mobile as well. So, you know, there's a lot that I need to be able to do on my phone or I need to be able to do it away from 
the office. So what is the t- what is the team's phone mobile? Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, let's start with just the phone in general. I mm-hmm. mean, how many people came back after that, you know, pandemic period and there was like an old phone sitting on someone's desk? You know, what is this thing? What do I even use it for? <laughs> um, and what that signals overall is that phone has become cloud-based. It has come across all endpoints and it has become multimodal. You don't think about the phone as a separate communication mechanism. You call someone and then you're like, ah, shouldn't we add video to this? Oh, shouldn't we add another person, you know, a meeting? And so even the definition of what it means to be in the phone business has changed. Historically, people have thought about the phone business of, I have this thing called my work number. You know, it's, it's based on historical technology on PSTN. And the phone business was really based on bringing that thing to the cloud so you could use it anywhere. I could use it for my laptop. I could use it for my mobile phone. Teams Phone Mobile is really future-proofing that technology. And instead of requiring a fixed work line, it allows you to bring any uh, your mobile number and bring it to be your number within Teams. And this is just something really exciting because I think people have this impression of phone. It's like, ah, it's kind of a dated thing. Why would I do that? Well, of course, you know, the proliferation of mobile is really um, something that companies continue to invest in. And even this thought of, "Ah, I got a different mobile line and a different work number, like that just kind of feels old school, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. it, You know, especially in a world where customers are like, why would I pay for both of those things? Right. 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 And so Team Phone Mobile really unlocks our ability to bring your mobile um, number in and have it as your primary communication mechanism in Teams. So Lars, I'm constantly using Teams every day, communicating, collaborating with my coworkers. Can you talk a bit about how Teams can be leveraged to work with folks outside of my own organization? That's a really great one. Well, let's start with just what I was talking about. Phone by the nature of phone numbers works across companies, right? That is why both email and phone have been so ubiquitous historically is because they are mechanisms that can be used across companies. And so I would say the first thing is Teams phone is a signal to how you can always be in touch and in contact with other uh, outside your company. But there's a lot more than that. So um, we, this last summer, introduced something called Teams Connect, and within that, the idea of shared channels. Shared channels are a way that you can set up Teams in such a way that you have people inside your company and outside your company that you can start collaborating. You can start a chat with them. You can you know, start to share documents. You can then do those types of communications that is far more seamlessly uh, across companies. And then finally... We have lots of different use cases too. When you think about digital events and things like webinars, those are inherently external to your company. They're a different type of format where you're trying to get your message out there and get engagement from a customer base. Another part of Teams Premium that I didn't even spend time on is that webinars and premium webinars are included. And so this idea of using Teams not just as a vehicle for internal collaboration, but how we start to think about things like webinars, which have really, really nice pieces of integration with um, our CRM related offerings, as well as things that you would expect to be in a webinar, like I talked about with PowerPoint Live before. 
Lars, thank you so much for sharing all of this wealth of information about what is available via Teams, what's coming, the innovation available. I'd really love to talk now about the opportunity that you see for our partners to now take that and help our joint customers realize the full potential of these collaboration solutions. It is such a mission critical times for partners. We build software, we do innovation, but it's really partners that bring our solutions to life at our customers. And our customers are asking one big question right now, which is how can I do more with less? These are not times for thinking about greenfield digital transformation opportunities. These are opportunities to say, how can digital transformation lead to efficiency? And we know from research that Microsoft 365, because we bring together so many different capabilities, can save customers as much as 60% compared to a patchwork of identity, productivity, collaboration, meeting solutions. And so where partners can help the most, especially in the Teams world, is thinking about the areas that can save customers money and digitally transform at the same time. So when we just talked about that Teams phone mobile, talk about an opportunity where you think about, wait a minute, I've got mobile lines over here. I've got fixed lines over here. I've got clouds over here. How can I start a transformation project that will actually bring the right technology to the right people and consolidate cost? Or when I think about Teams Premium as an example, I may still be paying for a separate webinar you know, platform. I may be still paying for a different um, engagement platform when it comes to virtual appointments and customers. Guess what? That can all be included for one cost with Teams Premium. Um, and then, of course, we have just something that a lot of customers are thinking about right now, which is what does it mean to rethink my overall use of physical space how can I find savings there? But how can I make sure that the space that I do own is truly outfitted for hybrid and something that our employees will use? If we think about it from a growth perspective as well, can you talk about how how big is this market and, and what are the growth opportunities? We'll start by just saying it's ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good figure. I like that. <laughs> it's a ginormous number. I mean, if you're working just in the core addressable market that Teams lives in today or that modern work lives in today with unified communications and collaboration, we're approaching a two hundred billion, you know, dollar market. When you start to think about the markets that are in, intersecting with unified communications and collaboration. Um, new areas like the metaverse, what does it mean to be collaborating in virtual spaces going forward? When you think about the AI market, everyone knows that these markets are also ginormous. Mm -hmm. We just, it's too early to say because these markets are so nascent yeah. that you can really think about how do bringing these opportunities together actually collective raise, uh, collectively raise the overall business opportunity. Let me ask you this question. So I'm a partner CEO. I have an opportunity. I'm in a meeting or I'm in a, a, a at a business dinner and I get to sit down with my customer. What am I asking? What am I talking about with my customer to help bring this to life? Anytime I hear this question, we start with where are the customer's pain points right now and what is on their mind? And I'll tell you, the number of customers that are talking about the same 
thing right now, which is how do we get the best of both worlds? And the best of both worlds in my mind looks a little bit like this. Prior to the pandemic, we had this vibrant workplace that we all used to go to. And there was something around human connection and relevance and energy that was really inspiring and, and really powered that era of productivity. You think about what we've learned since the pandemic, and we've learned about this idea of autonomy and flexibility and the power of digital tools and what we can do with digital. And yet what I think they're all asking is, how do we get the best of both? Because both have really felt like a pivot in one way or another. And no one wants to go back to either of those two conditions. They want technology to be a central place in giving the right tools and the right options to unlock true autonomy and flexibility with the energy and vibrancy. And that's why you know, we don't just continue to invest in pure things like Microsoft Teams or Microsoft 365. We're looking down avenues of things like, you know, how does the metaverse play into this? How does a new product that we've just introduced recently called Microsoft Places, which starts to rethink what does the workplace look like of the future and how do we use space and real estate? And then, of course, connected all by a digital canvas with common data and AI. So that is the customer conversation. Where is your pain at? What is your vision of the best of both worlds? And how can we help unlock that with Microsoft Solutions? Lars, why should our partners embrace Teams? Based on the momentum and some of the things that I shared with over 280 million users and we're just getting started, there's a huge economic uh, opportunity there. We used to have the saying, we used to go in the office and now we go into teams. And I think people really feel that. Yeah. But on the just getting started part, it's because the idea of modernizing our communications and collaboration is really just getting started with all of the things that we've been talking about today. You know, the phone opportunity, the AI opportunity, the chat opportunity. These are not completed projects. These are areas of innovation that are really just getting started. And our customers are going to need to be helped through this with our partners' transformational efforts. Every answer you, you're you giving just so many new and innovative things coming and and announcements that we've made to enhance the experiences how can how can our partners stay connected with what's coming and and know what the latest and greatest coming in this space yeah um the first thing i would say um is subscribe to our microsoft 365 blog i mean when we have something to say we say it and it is um it has become more frequent and so i know that that can be a little bit overwhelming but it's probably the best opportunity to keep connected on our newest, latest, and greatest um, innovation. The other one is the Microsoft 365 roadmap, and it's something that can be actually a really source of important translation with our customers as they think about what's truly rolling out and coming and how do we advise uh, our customers on the solution. And then, of course, being a part of our you know, extended Microsoft partner communities and coming to our events, you know, yes, we went through a, a significant period where things were primarily digital and maybe some of that connection was missing. Um, but we are starting to find that right balance of how we do the right level of event engagement. So you keep connected across all those fronts and you'll be certainly up to date with the latest and greatest. Well, I know we're coming to time and, and wrapping up our conversation. Is there anything else that you just want to leave with our partners around 
Microsoft Teams, collaboration, all the great technology that you've been talking with us about today. Yeah, I, I would just um, bring it all back to kind of the period that we're at right now, which in some senses just feels really, really scary, if we're being honest, with the state of the economy and which links to how do we get this world of better sales and innovation under the constraints that we're living with in the economy. But then that powered with the opportunity it brings around things like AI as a new way that we can actually unlock productivity and make things more efficient. And so to be able to find that right balance, whether it's in the tone, whether it's in the customer conversation of empathy of where we're at and what it feels like to be living in the world right now, but also this same level of excitement on what new technology can do to actually take us to the next level. That's what kind of continues. That's our posture right now. That's what we're all feeling. And, um, and it's something that I think will continue to almost have common ground with where our customers are at. Well, thank you so much, Lars. I've really enjoyed our conversation today and I'm excited to share this with our partners. Look forward to hearing more and keeping up with what's coming from Microsoft Teams and Unified Communication. Thank you. Amy, it was an honor. Thanks so much for having me. And that wraps up today's episode. Don't forget that this episode is a part of a series featuring some of our most experienced and innovative global executives, packed full of great insights and examples of how to make the most out of working alongside Microsoft. If you haven't already, make sure to check out our other episodes. No matter your industry or area of focus, the Microsoft Global Partner Enablement Team is here to enable you and your teams to achieve more. If you want to watch this episode, it's also available as a video. If there's an area of cloud innovation you'd like to hear more about, please send us a note at salesenablement-gsi at microsoft.com so that we can create content that meets your enablement needs. Thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging with us. And thank you for being a Microsoft partner. We'll see you on the next episode of the Microsoft Cloud Executive Enablement Series.